Hello again. It is July. Happy July. We are just coming off of a, um, if you're in the States, we just came off of the 4th of July celebration. And I have to say, I, my favorite holiday has always been the 4th of July. I love fireworks. I love summer. I love barbecues. I love swimming. Like you put it all together and it's just magical. And then I had kids and now the 4th of July is <laughs> anyway, luckily, um, my kids are older now, but we, I feel like everyone and their dog does fireworks now around us. And so when my kids were little and we just hear, I swear, like all of July, cause we actually have a, um, holiday on the 24th of July where I live too. And I just remember like the fireworks just, they go off almost the whole month of July, <laughs> every which way, like you can hear them and it sounds so crazy. So we usually spend the month of July sleeping in our basement, <laughs> which is kind of fun. Um, but I, I just, if you are in the States, I hope that you had a lovely holiday and I thought it would be really fun to, um, kind of have a, a, um, an episode about how to make food an experience instead of being afraid of it. And what do I mean by this? Well, it's barbecue time, right? Party time, celebration time. And if we are living in a constant state of kind of what we might call, call fear around food, right? Like, I don't want to overdo it. Maybe you're feeling like you need to lose weight over the summer or, or just kind of this fear of overdoing it, right? The holidays tend to bring that out. So um, we tend to go in cycles, like, you know, the holidays, the, the December holidays um, are usually the most commonly spoken of quote holidays. But I also think, you know, sometimes we look at different seasons of life as a different quote holiday um, where we, um, we kind of get in this weird space with food of like overindulge and, um, but also like feeling like we shouldn't or feeling afraid of this upcoming months or, or whatever. And so anyway, I just wanted to dive into today and help us really make food an experience and understand what that means and, and dive into that. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. 
Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay, if you have been around here for more than five minutes, you know that I talk a lot about um, the diet pendulum. I want you to kind of visualize a pendulum. And what usually happens is we typically exist on either extreme ends of the pendulum. And this is no different when it comes to um, making making food an experience. And, and the reason that I'm kind of sharing this episode is because a lot of women come to me and say, you know, I, I just don't want to have to think about food again, or um, I'm, I'm scared of food because I feel like I'll be out of control when I go to that party or when I eat that particular food, or I'll just totally lose control of my diet. Right. And so that's kind of why I'm doing this today. And I wanted to bring in this analogy of the pendulum first and foremost, is that we usually are on, we exist on in extremes, um, in, in dieting mindset, dieting culture, um, wellness mindset, right? We're either on the extreme end of saying no, right? Um, I ha- I can't eat that because I'm on the diet or I have to follow a certain meal plan or I can't eat it because it's off limits for me. Like I'm too afraid I'll lose control over it. Or we exist on the extreme end of the, what I call screw it mentality, right? Whatever. I don't even care. I might as well just keep going. I've already screwed it up anyway. I've already messed it up. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And I'm going to consistently overindulge until I decide to go back on the diet. So we've talked a lot about diet mentality. If you want to learn more Um, and and work through that. We've got food freedom. Um, The doors open in fall, in September. So you can get on the wait list um, in the show notes. But what usually happens is we exist in these extremes, but we're like existing in the swing, if that makes sense. We swing back and forth between these two extremes. Okay. We start by saying, I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to be follow this perfectly. I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to say no to that because that doesn't fit into whatever I've decided it needs to fit into. And then we swing back to our quote, screw it side and promise to get back (laughs) to the diet when, right? When things slow down, when life's not as crazy, when I feel better, when it's not summer, when it's not the holidays, when it's June or when it's January, right? So Can you find yourself in that space? And if you're a food freedom student, you don't exist in this space because we find that happy middle. So if you're tired of swinging back and forth, I wanna wanna help you find that peace and enjoyment of food. Because what happens when we're swinging is that we exist in a constant state of fear with food. Maybe you don't say it out loud, but there's some sort of fear happening inside of you. We're either constantly overindulging and piling guilt and placing a value on this food, right? This is bad. I shouldn't eat it, but I'm going to anyway. 
I'm going to rebel because it feels good to rebel, right? We're, we're, we're either on that side of like, well, I'm just going to eat what I want because I'm not even following a plan or anything. And I'm, and, I, and I'm just constantly putting myself in an overfed state because who knows when I'm going to get this food again? Who knows when I'm going to be able to eat this? Because at some point I've got to say no to this food again, right? So we're overindulging. We're adding all this guilt, like, oh, I'm going to have to make up for this, right? I'm going to have to make up for all of this. And we're placing this value on all this food. Like this is a food that I shouldn't eat because it's, it's not contributing to whatever, right? Whatever you're working on. Um, and we place value on certain things, chips and dip, bad, un- unhealthy, right? <clears throat> um, cake. I don't, I don't know. I'm making things up. So like we, we create these values on food. This is bad, but sometimes we still eat it because there's like this rebellion in us or this, like, well, I'm not on the diet, so I can, I'm existing on the extreme ends of the pendulum. The other thing we might be doing is we might be trying to avoid those foods like the plague because one bite could send us spinning out of control. If we said no, ice cream is off limits because every time I eat it, I lose control. Well, then I've got to take it off limits and not eat it so that I don't lose control even with one bite. Do you feel like you exist here? I want you to, I want you to like check in with yourself. How are you feeling right now? It's okay. Whatever feelings you're feeling, just know that if you feel those things, you're in the right spot. And we have support here for that. Because like I said before, I get so many messages and this is something when I used to work in corporate wellness, when I used to like see clients in actual person, (laughs) like they'd come to my office. Um, they just, I felt like the biggest, um, thing that they shared was what we all, what I get the message constantly is I just don't want to have to think about food anymore. There's this, it, it comes from a place of fear. Because thinking about food has a negative association based on your experiences. Thinking about food has either been, you're thinking about it because you were guilty of doing what you weren't quote supposed to do or, you know, emotional eating or eating something you shouldn't have or overindulging or sabotaging on your diet, right? You've associated thinking about food with that, or you've associated thinking about food with having to be strict, extreme, right? If I'm thinking about food, that means I've got to track, measure, weigh it. I've got to pay attention to it. I've got to, you know, and no wonder we're afraid. No wonder the the fear is that I just, the desire, the hope is that I just don't want to have to think about food because it has not been a good experience for you. And I want to help at least start the conversation today to flip that narrative. Because from a scientific 
whatever you want to call logical reality standpoint, we cannot stop eating. We cannot stop thinking about food. We need food first and foremost to biologically survive. Okay. So our hope to stop thinking about food, it doesn't necessarily come from a place of, I don't ever want to think about food. It comes more from a place of, I just want to feel safe around food. I want to, maybe you want to actually enjoy it again. Maybe you want to feel like you know what to do and how to make choices and know that you're not going to be out of control. And this is a really big thing that we talk about inside food freedom specifically is, you know, if you're coming in and saying, I, I don't want to think about food, we work on reframing that and recognizing that food freedom is not not thinking about food. But instead, it's truly about making food an experience, one that fulfills you, one that supports the lifestyle that you want to live, one that feels safe, confident, happy, healthy, whatever words you want to use. Your relationship with food doesn't have to be fear-based, doesn't have to be guilt-based. And so I want to dive into this. Like I said, I want to start this conversation today and I want to invite you to get on the wait list for food freedom so that we can dive deeper um, into this into this idea because it, it requires some practice and I'm going to give you a little bit of framework today. But if you want to go deeper and you're stuck in the diet cycle and you're stuck feeling like your relationship with your body is not where you want it to be. It's messy and you're unhappy with your body. You're unhappy with your relationship with food. You don't want to diet, but you don't know any other way. Go get on the wait list. It's a woman of wellness.com forward slash food freedom, or you can find it in the show notes. But I want you to leave today feeling like you have some hope and some simple steps to take away to make food a happy experience in your life instead of something you want to wish away or never want to think about because of fear. I want you to find this happy middle of the pendulum instead of existing in these extremes. And especially this time of year in the summer, if you're listening to this in the summer, um, it can be a big one. And also to prepare you for the holidays. I always, I always know that as the holidays approach, even though it feels so far away right now, um, as the holidays approach, like we, we have those fears, those fears come back and I want you to be prepared. Okay. So I have four steps today, simple steps to help you make food an enjoyable experience in your life right now. Today, you can take these four steps and work on them today. Step number one, remove five, whoops, (laughs) remove five, remove fear by removing outside limitations. What do I mean by this? We have rules around food, what we can and can't eat, what we should and shouldn't eat, 
and they come from the things we've learned about diet culture and wellness and, and all of that. They're, we're called, they're called the outside voices, right? They're telling us what we should and shouldn't eat, what we should and shouldn't do. And the first thing that we need to do is remove those limitations and create a mindset. Remember, this takes some time. This takes some practice. It's okay if it doesn't happen overnight. We practice this a ton inside food freedom, but we've got to start to allow food into our lives, allow it physically and allow it emotionally, knowing that those limitations do not need to exist for you to have a healthy lifestyle, to achieve your dreams, your goals, to be the woman of the wellness that you want to become. She doesn't have a laundry list of food she can't eat. Or maybe she has a few things that don't feel good for her body or don't serve her, but she doesn't have a huge laundry list because she's afraid that she's going to lose control around them. So step number one is to work on removing the fear by removing the limitations. All food is allowed in my life. And that can be scary. So just know like, it's okay. Like, but what if we practice that and just saying like, what if this food was always available to me? What if I knew that like, I could have whatever I wanted at the barbecue. And I know your brain immediately will say, well, then I'll overindulge. Okay. I get that. But I want you to dig a little bit deeper. If you knew that something was available all the time, do you think you would consistently overindulge? Or would you find that space of like, okay, I know that I can have that when I want it. It loses its appeal. Step number two is to then, once we've said, okay, I, I am worthy of, you know, allowing food back into my life. Food doesn't have value. It doesn't, it has, it, it's a, a neutral part of my life. Then from there, step number two is to intentionally create the experience you want to have ahead of time. So step into, okay, I have a barbecue tomorrow night and I know that it's going to be this. And I know my triggers, or I know what I traditionally do. I usually overeat and feel crummy the next day, or, you know, I, whatever I have guilt. <clears throat> um, and I want you to think, how do, what do I want that experience to look like? And not even just the food, but like, not even just the experience, but also like, what do you want the experience with food to look like? I want to enjoy, I want to step in and I want to like fill my plate with the things that look the best. And, and I want to, you know, listen to my body and, and see how I feel. And then ask myself, like, I want to be more alert or aware of, you know, just how I'm feeling about the things that I'm putting in my body. Maybe sometimes you don't even listen to that, but I want you to just have at least a little bit of a plan to say, what experience do I want to have? What is the outcome that I want to have as a result of enjoying the food at that party or that event, or even just like, you know, dinner, it doesn't matter. What do I want to experience? 
And then the third step that kind of goes along with this is enjoy the food as part of the experience. So often I hear, you know, when they have, when women have, you know, this event or something that they're going toward, they say, well, I'm just going to focus on the fun of the event and not worry about the food. Well, how well does that even work? (laughs) Right? Like food is part of gathering. It's how we gather. It's how we, um, you know, it's just part of a lot of gatherings and a lot of events. And it's a fun part of our lives, right? Like that food is involved in a lot of things, whether we like it or not, like it is involved. And so often, sometimes we say, you know, I'm just, I'm just not even going to focus on the food. I'm not even going to go near the table. I'm just going to focus on the, the, the company. But what if the company is all eating a piece of pie in front of you, right? Or what if you see something on the table that you love? Can you create a rich experience with the company and the food? So I want to invite you to enjoy the food as part of the experience too. What might that look like for you? To let the food be part of the experience. This might be a new concept for you, but I want you to practice it. And then the fourth step, it's simple. And this is, you should do this every time. (laughs) Every time is evaluate. Just maybe that night on the drive home or the next day or whenever. You don't have to sit down and do it. You just, all you got to do is spend three minutes in your head just being like, how did that go? How did I feel? How did I feel? you know, how did I do creating the experience that I want? And what would I do differently next time? What might I change? What, what still made me nervous? Did I overindulge somewhere? Did I notice that I didn't listen to my hunger and fullness? And then I just went for the dessert table. So I overate the desserts because I was hungry. That's valuable information. A woman with food freedom is a woman who is a detective. And she continues to look for clues to help herself realign to the vision of the woman of wellness that she wants to become. So I'm going to repeat those four steps again, and you can take this wherever and whenever you feel like you want to create a happy experience with food. And um, I have... If you join Food Freedom, this is already in Food Freedom, but if you just want it separate, um, I have four mindful eating meditations you can get. I think they're $9, so they're really going to break the bank there. If you want to work on your relationship with food and you want to start there, I have a meditation in there that's called Creating a Happy Experience with Food, and you can... um, it it takes you through kind of like a meditation to visualize that experience and the outcome that you want. It's really, really powerful. We have like lots of students really, really love it. Um, So if you want that like bite size, um, you can also find that in the show notes. So that, that might be really helpful. Okay. Here's our four steps. One, remove fear by removing outside limitations, allow food. Two, intentionally create the experience you want ahead of time. Just visualize what do you want it to look like. 
It gives you a guide for when you're there. Three, enjoy food as part of the experience too. Not just the company, let food also be part of the experience. And step number four is to evaluate. So I want to leave you with this quote, uh, what we call affirmation, because I think sometimes we don't always, um, we're taught that, you know, food can't be enjoyable because it, it causes weight gain, right? Like food is the enemy and food is not the enemy. We are our own enemy, right? Food is not the enemy. It can be part of it can be part of a happy part of weight loss. It can be a happy part of a woman of wellness vision. It can be a happy part, an enjoyable part, a fulfilled part of your life. So I want to leave you with this affirmation. If you need to put it on your mirror or put it on wherever you see it, I want you to be reminded of this. As a woman of wellness, I am worthy of enjoying food. Let me say it again. As a woman of wellness, I am worthy of enjoying food. Food doesn't have to be just for function. It doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be something we want to avoid. It doesn't have to be something that we wish we didn't have to think about for the rest of our lives. It can and should be a happy part of our life. It should be fulfilling. It should be satisfying. It's okay to love food without guilt or shame. As a woman of wellness, I am worthy of enjoying food. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I will be back next week um, with another wonderful episode. I really hope you guys love these episodes. If you do, will you please share it? Will you please share your favorite episode with a friend um, or share the podcast in general? Share this episode with someone that maybe needs to hear it or, and, or if you haven't yet, please leave a review. It means so much to me. I read every single one of them and it helps support me in making this content for you. It helps me keep showing up knowing that this means something to you. A podcast is funny because you don't get a lot of feedback on it right? Like I don't, I don't know who's listening when and where or anything. So I love to hear that you guys are listening and I love to hear that it's making a difference for you. And, and if it's not, that's okay too. Like I would love to hear up like if improvements that you would like to see. Um, but it's so gratifying to me to, to know that you're listening. And I would love for you to share that in the form of, you know, message me on Instagram, email me, um, share it with someone that you love, write a review and I'll read it. Like any of those things will really help me know that like, this is helpful. So, okay. I'm off my soapbox, soapbox now. So I will be back next week. Okay. My friend, 
If you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.